In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of Amshir, but as we mentioned a few weeks ago, since we borrowed a week from the fifth week of Tuba, today we read the readings of the third Sunday of Amshir. And we said the theme of the third Sunday of Amshir is about the Lord's table, about the Lord's table. And the church is preparing us for the fast that's coming up, the great Lent, by telling us to focus not on the bread that perishes, but on the bread that gives life. And that's why for three consecutive weeks, we've read from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6. The Gospel begins today by the verse, Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set His seal on Him. And we spoke about this verse, I think I spoke about this verse in great detail a few weeks ago. So I won't repeat myself, but the main idea here was that the Lord was telling them, we need to redirect our attention. We need to redirect our labor. You know, we spend 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week laboring for food that perishes. Do we labor for the food which endures to eternal life? The Lord's response to, and made the Jews curious about this bread of life. What is this bread that gives life? What is this? And so they asked the Lord, what shall we do? Because we want this bread. We want this bread. So what can we do to have this bread? What, that the, like he said, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? So they were asking, how can we labor for this food? What work should we do to get this food? Because the Jews, they were obsessed with the law, and they were probably thinking that they needed to do a bunch of things so they could get this bread that, that uh, gives life. And then they said, our fathers ate the manna in the desert, as is written, he gave them bread to eat. So they started to make comparison between the Lord Jesus Christ and... Moses, And that's why I thought the psalm today was, it says, For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who can you compare to the Lord? And actually, Hebrews chapter 3, the Pauline epistle today, it said, you want to compare the Lord Jesus Christ to Moses? It says, the Lord Jesus Christ way better than Moses. Moses, that he was the servant of the house, but there's the one who's greater than the servant of the house is the builder of the house. And they said, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord was trying to give them that, that, like, I'm better than Moses. And the answer that the Lord gave them is very simple. He said, this is the work of God. What is the work of God? That you believe in Him whom He sent. Because the bread of life is a person. And our Lord said, for the bread of God is He. The bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. If you want the food that endures to everlasting life, we need to believe in Him. We need to believe in Him. We need to have faith in Him. And St. Augustine, he had a beautiful commentary on this verse. He said, there's a big difference of believing Him and believing in Him. He says, the devils believe Him, but they do not believe in Him. He said, we believe in Saint, we believe Saint Paul. We believe Saint Paul, but we don't believe in Saint Paul. To believe in Him 
means to believe out of love, to believe to honor, believe to go to him, to make a members of his body. That's what St. Augustine says, is to be believing in him. And believing in him is the key, is the key. And the Bible says, the one who does not believe is already condemned. The one who does not believe is already condemned. Actually, in the book of Acts, when St. Paul and St. Barnabas, they're preaching, many people, they didn't believe the preaching of St. Paul and St. Barnabas. And you know what St. Paul said to them? He said, You reject the word of God and you do not consider yourself worthy of eternal life. Allah. If you don't believe... You, are, you eliminate yourself from the eternal life. So faith is the essence of the spiritual life. Without faith, we can't have a spiritual life. Without faith, we can't experience the power of the Eucharist. Faith allows us to experience the power of the Eucharist. Some students, some students, and the students, they attend school every day. And some students, they pay a lot for college, but paying money doesn't make you smarter. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It doesn't. What makes you smarter is diligence, is diligence. And if the student is not diligent, then you could go to school for 12 years and then come out batatas. Because it, like, the knowledge isn't going to just lie. You have to be diligent. And the same is true about like the Eucharist. You can't just come to the Eucharist passively and expect to benefit from the power of Eucharist. You must be diligent. It's like medicine, you can take a medicine, like you don't have to believe in the vaccine, but if you take it, guess what? You're protected from it. You don't have to believe in it, but it'll protect you. The Eucharist is different. No, you have to believe in it for it to make an effect in your life. And that's why in the life of St. Pachomius, there's a beautiful story, a very beautiful story that I want to share with you. During the liturgy, St. Pachomius, his eyes could see the unseen. He could see in the liturgy the things that were going on. And he said, at communion, I saw the priest giving communion, but the priest was not giving communion. He said, I saw an angel giving communion to everyone. And then he said, but those who are not worthy, he said, the angel took back his hand and the priest would give his hand and give the communion. Faith. Faith makes the difference between these two. One is taking communion from the hand of an angel and one is taking the hand from Dafi and taking one from a weak person. But the difference is, are you coming with faith? And that's why when the Lord, He would go to do miracles, He would ask, are you believing or unbelieving? Would He do them for the unbelieving or for the believing? He would do it for the believing. To the woman who had flow of blood, He said, your faith has made you well. Your faith made you well. And right after He healed the, the woman with the flow of blood, He saw two blind men. And He said... Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. He said, huh, Let it be according to your faith. 
Let it be according to your faith. One thing that frustrates the Lord is the lack of lack of faith. Lack of faith. And that's why when the father brought his epileptic son to the, to the people and, the, and his disciples, they couldn't heal him. The Lord said, you are a faithless generation. He said, how long shall I bear with you, this faithless generation? And then he cast out the, the spirit from this epileptic boy. And that's why the Pauline epistles today said, Today, if you hear the voice of God, do not harden your heart in rebellion. Today is the day to be believing. Today is the day to be believing. Many people, they harden their heart. And then the, and the Pauline epistle said, If you harden your heart, you will never enter into the rest. You will never have rest. You, we need to believe. We need to believe. Today is a call to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, to believe He is the bread of life. And in the gospel of today, we see that the bread of life is three things. Three things. The bread of life is three things. The first is, the bread of life is heavenly. It's heavenly. He said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. So it is a spiritual thing. It is something even unseen from heaven. Secondly, the bread of life is physical. It's physical. The bread of life is physical. Although aspects of it are unseen, part of it is, is seen. Part of it is physical. That's why the Lord Jesus said, Christ said, my body, or my, my body is flesh indeed. My body is flesh indeed. My blood is drink indeed. It is physical. And that's why we say in the midnight praise, the incomprehensible has been touched. The unseen has been seen. Thirdly, the bread of life is rational. The bread of life is rational. Rational. What do I mean by rational? This is the one I want to focus on. Jesus Christ, He is the Logos. The Logos. And you know the Logos means the Word. He is the source of reason. He is the source of knowledge. He is the source of wisdom. And that's why the Lord said, He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who comes to me shall never thirst. Tabana, we take communion. I get hungry all the time. I eat all the time. He's not speaking about physical hunger. He's feeling about purpose. He's feeling about knowledge of God. And when we come to the bread of life, we will be full. This is the bread of life that gives us intimacy with God. So now we don't need intimacy with anybody else. I will feel satisfied from Him. And that's why... The gospel of today, it says, The one who lives on the bread of life is actually taught by God. Taught by God. Taught by God. And that's why we cannot separate Eucharist from, we cannot separate Eucharist from the Word of God. You cannot separate them. They are like... The two sides of the same coin. And that's why the Lord said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every 
word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I want you to pay attention to this. In order to eat, in order to eat the bread of life, you need to read the bread of life. You can read the bread of life. Before you eat the bread of life, you need to read the bread of life. We can't live our life away from reading the bread of life. And then we come on Sunday and eat the bread of life. Main fash. It's not the way it's supposed to be. We can't miss all of the liturgy, come at the end and take main fash. You need to read the Word of God. I told you I was reading a book about the basics of liturgy and all of it from Scripture. And all the liturgy, the liturgy called the liturgy of the Word. All of it is the Word of God that we are reading, that we are praying. That we, You need to read the Word of God before you eat the Word of God. But because we do not read the Word of God... Because we do not read the word of God, we are spiritually hungry. We are spiritually hungry. And if you don't eat for a day, or if you don't eat for a few weeks, you're going to be very hungry. You're going to be very, very hungry. Maybe you get hangry, or you get angry. You're going to be miserable if you do not eat. If I told you don't eat for a time. But what happens if we don't feed ourselves spiritually? What happens if we don't feed ourselves spiritually? You will become spiritually hungry. You will become spiritually hungry. And many people, if I like these days, and I feel this is the most important question, Yanni, I'll call you and I'll ask you, Masalan, don't be shocked if I call you, say, How are you feeding yourself spiritually? How? How are you feeding yourself spiritually? How? I want to know how. I come to church once a week. If you say I come to church once a week, please eat once a week and tell me how you feel. You can't live, kidda. It doesn't work, kidda. You have to be eating. You eat every day, don't you? So if you eat every day, you should do something spiritual every day. You have to. Otherwise, you will be spiritually hungry. And when you are hungry, the worst thing about it, and why this is so important, is if you are hungry, you are not yourself. It's like the Snickers commercial. You can, yeah, you won't be yourself. And when you're hungry, you can do atrocious things. In Fa'lan, in the Old Testament, if you look at when, like for instance, in the days of Elijah, The kings, they blockaded the city and cut off all the food from the city. And the people had no food. And they became so hungry. And when they became so hungry, you know what they did? Because it was so bad. They resorted to cannibalism and the worst forms of cannibalism. Why? Because they're hungry. So, when we are hungry, we do the worst things ever. We, when we are hungry, we will do the worst things ever. And I feel because we are spiritually hungry, guess what? We do the worst things ever. 
Because we are spiritually hungry. We do the worst things ever. And we do atrocious things in our life. And we do sins. We watch inappropriate things. We do inappropriate things. We speak about inappropriate topics. We just do everything. Why? Because we are spiritually hungry. We are spiritually hungry. And in a very sick and twisted way, some people and they like to eat the garbage that's in, and they feel uh, feel so happy eating garbage. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it's supposed to be. When you become spiritually full, you will find everything else in the world to be disgusting. You will find everything in the world to be disgusting. Yeah, and usually during the, the fasting times when there's fish, we go to the all-you-can-eat sushi places. And yeah, and we go to the Texas Day Brazil. We go to these places and we eat a lot. And at the beginning of the meal, especially if you go, they order and at the beginning of the meal, and eating like meganin, like, and we're just eating non-stop, non-stop, because we're so hungry. But then there comes a time at the end of the meal, you could get me the most expensive steak, you could get me the most expensive mm, roll, you could get me the most expensive in Japan or whatever, and you put it in front, rehtaha is going to make me vomit. Why? Because I'm full. So even the most appealing thing to me now has no value. Zero. I don't have any desire for it. Zero. And I think this is, if we are spiritually full, we will look at all the things of the world. Say, and I'm full. I don't need it. I get that. I don't need this stuff. I don't need all the extra stuff in my life. Today we want to come to the, the bread of life, to read the bread of life. Well, actually, Solomon, in his wisdom, in the book of Proverbs, he says this. He says, the satisfied soul, he loathes the honeycomb. He hates the honeycomb. Honey is sweet, it's good, it's mad. But he says, the satisfied soul, he hates the honeycomb. The hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. Every bitter thing is sweet. And I want to ask you today, are you spiritually full? Are you spiritually full? We have the bread of life right here. Come and eat from the bread of life and be spiritually full. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Oh,